Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we're glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Getter.com, and Tumblr. Oh, also Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to Warren Radio, or sorry, Warren-USA.com and DanaGlennSmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers: Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict. Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. <clears throat> and do not miss these posts on Warren-USA.com and DanaGlennSmith.com. Do not miss this post. Pride destruction at what moment? Pride goes before a fall. In America, we have pride of all shapes, sizes, reasons. And all of it to cause an effect. And do not miss this post. Last days perilous, purposeful, and prophetic. We find the last days perilous, purposeful, and prophetic. The issue with living in this prophetic time period is just that. Living. Do not miss this post. American Destiny Hate Driven Rebellion. American Destiny Hate-Driven Rebellion lay before us. It is not new. Every American, no matter what side they are on, know the dangers of such hatred. Has our hatred for each other become our American destiny? And the latest post on Warren-USA.com? Do not miss this post. Martyrdoms, Advocacy, Christian Persecution, Classic, Warren Radio. Martyrdom's advocacy cover the blood and guts of missions, faith, and miracles, and the standing strong of those afflicted for the one reason they are followers of Jesus Christ. And do not miss this post. Day of Trouble, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 38, on Battle Lines. Day of Trouble is one step into the Valley of Vision. This vision the prophet Isaiah saw concerns Judah, but also brings us into the future, for it is written in the book. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller, and The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk and dark forces are plotting to bring the country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to DanaGlennSmith.com 
And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature the Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Another Thursday. Yeah, end of the month. It's the last Thursday of the month. And this is part 139. This is just in Isaiah. So we've been doing Isaiah 139. This is the 139th time. Over three years. (laughs) Yeah, wow. It's hard to believe. Yes, it is. But, you know, we're following all the things with Israel and what the prophets said. and I mean, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. So, at any rate. A lot of information. There is. A lot of good stuff to know. So, at any rate, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Okay. I will bear, says the Lord, even though tired... Even even that tried Judah, who is captive, there is no other to do so. For as Judah found out by captivity in Babylon, the judgment of God is not a fun thing to endure. Be sure that the world and all that therein shall perish. The soul that sins shall die. The only remedy is the redemption in Yeshua, Jesus Christ. There are many lessons today in this section. Let those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. God says, I will bear Judah and the remnant of the house of Israel, but I will destroy your idols and gods. And now back to you, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Here we are. I will bear. This is really, really... um, when we think about I will bear, Yahshua bore our sins and iniquities on Calvary. And Yahshua came and fulfilled the law, his own words. Didn't destroy it, fulfilled it. And yet we see the prophet talking about what God is saying, I, I will bear. And this is the kind of God we have. He will bear. He will carry. You know, I I will have mercy. I will have grace. I mean, for those that don't understand Yahshua or understand our great God and Father, it's, you know, it's really uh, one of those different things because... There are many people that thinks 
differently of this God. Verse 46, 1. Bell boweth down. Now, boweth down means to fall headlong. And the reason they're falling headlong is because of judgment. Nebo stupeth. You know, he starts to fall over. (laughs) And then he finally falls. And that's because the way they were built, they're sticking on the ground. And Nebo didn't quite have the stuff to fall over as quick as Bell did. Their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. Well, you know, <clears throat> it, it's really one of those things. Today in the modern age, we don't really get into condemning idols. I mean, America, because of the way it is, you know, it it doesn't declare idols. I mean, at one time, they thought the Statue of Liberty was an idol. And you could very well assume that. There were pastors at the time they were doing it that, that condemned it, called it an idol. And... Um, and there's a lot of resemblance with the way the ancients did and their idols. And of course, you know, God has a a way about him. You know, call out, you know, bring your idols. <laughs> Come and challenge me. You know, well, okay, so you you pray to Bell and Nebo. Now remember, Bel, in the Greek it's called Belus, and they consider it the same as Baal. These are the two principal idols of Babylon. It becomes Bel Merodach and Nebo was Mercury, Mercury, which came out of the later Chaldean royal family. But, you know, when you really get down to it and you look at Babylon, Babylon had sciences. They had astrology. They had astrologers. They had prognosticators and all kinds of things. So all their knowledge is wrapped up in these idols. Everything they know, everything they do, how they make war and everything. Because these are the principal idols. So when these two hunks of stone or gold fall down, are destroyed by Cyrus, that represents the fall of the Babylonian civilization. Because that's everything to them. Now today we have people, uh, uh, nations, that have various gods and they have their idols, you know, little images of them, of how they perceive them. And this is common. And 
you see it around America. You see it in people, you know, especially rich people's houses. They go and they get all this various things, you know, when they're visiting overseas. And they bring them back and, you know, just like the Buddha. And Buddha is a god. It's an idol. I don't have idols in my house. So I won't put a Buddha in my house. And But see, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a piece of, you know, accoutrement. It looks nice. We like it. We don't pray to it. No, but it's still an idol. But see, we don't respond, you know. See, Israel got in trouble because they started following the gods of the nations. And because this god said, do not do what the nations do. Do not do what these nations did that caused me to drive them out. And this is the land that you're sitting on. And I didn't give you that land because you're righteous. It all came out of the promise he gave Abraham. But he did it out of his own goodness and his own word that he had spoken to Abraham about. But he still told them, don't do what the nations do. And the New Testament writers do tell us that Friendship with the world is an enmity with God. That includes their idols. So when we talk about idols, you know, we we really don't have a clue here in America. Because we'll stick anything up on our shelf that looks nice. Conversation piece, we like to call it. But see, God is specific. As for Israel, you're not going to do it. In the New Testament, Christians are warned that friendship with the world is an enmity with God or against God. It works against. So as a Christian, you don't do certain things. You know, the rest of the world can go whoring and doing everything carnal that it wants. But as a Christian, you can't do those things. You start doing those things, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. I was listening to a bunch of Pauline scriptures today. And one segment, he says, I have told you before, just as I tell you now, those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, see, this is something the church needs to understand. Because in the church, there's no sin. Jesus came, Yahshua came, everything's fine. We can do anything we want. We can repent and everything's wonderful. Until you get into Revelation and you have the letters to the seven churches. And now they're in there to remind the church that no, you can't do anything. And that God will hold you accountable. And if you have Jezebel in your church, you will be judged. So we get back to Isaiah 46. So as far as it looks, you know, we're in the Old Testament. Boy, that's a long time ago. You know, this God hasn't changed. 
And for Babylon to boast that they had conquered Judah, took them captive. They took the holy things out of the temple. Now, they didn't get all of them. And there is some of that that we think that the priests had taken some of the more important items and hit them. And to this day, we still don't know where the Ark of the Covenant is. But they would have hid that. And so there's no way. Now, see, we have from the history of the Old Testament what happens when the Ark is taken. The Philistines uh, won it in battle when Israel wasn't where they should be. And they finally sent it back to Israel because of it caused all kinds of trouble. <laughs> you don't know who you're messing with when you're messing with the God of the universe. So Bell bows down, Nebo stoops, their idols are on the... In order to move them, you got to put them on something. Because you can't move them. They're big. And so they got to move them. If they're going to attack, you got to pick them up, put them in a wagon or something, and attack with them in the wagon. You know, I mean, of course they're not going to do that. No, they'll pray to them, dance around, you know, do everything they're doing. They're going to have their prognosticators. They're going to have their witch doctors, as you, not witch doctors. They got another name for them. They're they're so-called prophets and everything. Now Jeremiah fifty, and. Jeremiah gets into the meat of the things. Because Jeremiah was right there. Isaiah prophesied about it coming. Jeremiah was living this stuff. The word that the Lord spake against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah 51 through 9. Now see, when the prophet got the word of the Lord, there's usually a scribe around. And everything was put in de- put down. There was a record kept. He goes on to say, Declare ye among the nations and publish. Set up a standard, publish. Conceal not. In other words, you're supposed to make it known. You're supposed to tell people. Say, Babylon is taken, Bel is confounded, Merodach is broken in pieces, her idols are confounded, her images are broken in pieces. You see, because it didn't protect him against Cyrus. But see, make no mistake about it. It was easy to assume these idols were super powerful. Because Babylon did have immense power. There's no doubt. Well, gee, I don't know. You know, as everybody approaches Sennacherib, who eventually wanted to have an image of himself, and the three Hebrew children wouldn't bow down to it. I don't know. It used to work. I don't know if they're asleep or gone, but these idols didn't protect us this time. And, you know, we have some genuine problems. we got to figure it out. Meanwhile, 
The Lord sits in the heavens and watches the vanity of man. You think he's afraid of your idols? Do you think he's afraid of your rockets and your technology today? Do you think he's really threatened by your nuclear weapons? Now the earth, you know, one thing in Revelation, and I say this a lot, that the Lord's going to come and destroy those who have destroyed the earth. And I could sit here and name the countries, and you probably could too, the people who are crazy enough that would want to destroy the earth just so they can be in charge of the earth. That they can say their God defeated everybody and everything, and now you're all what they want you to be. Jeremiah goes on to say, For out of the north there comes up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate, none shall dwell therein, they shall remove, they shall depart, both man and beast. In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and their children of Judah together shall go weeping. They shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come. And let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. And see, these are important. This is what Jeremiah wrote. It would be 70 years. And it would be Daniel the prophet who discovered that the years were up. And so he went to fasting. And this tells of the return which would match what Isaiah was saying, that they were going to be brought back. And we've covered the fact where God said, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to lead you back. They don't even know how to get back. But they're going to go back. And any time you as a Christian seems lost, I mean, we have to understand this God has the ability to make sure we go in the right direction. And even if we do get lost, he can take care of us in, in the desert. That's what he did with Israel. I mean, if God took care of Israel wandering in the desert for 40 years, do you not think that he can take care of the Christians, the believers? But we do have marching orders. You know, the prophet John, the apostle John in Revelation. 12.11 says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death. So the Christians living in the last days, death is a real possibility. It's not going to be a fun time. He goes on to say, my people, this is verse 6, has been lost sheep. Their shepherds, shepherds have caused them to go, to, go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. The mountain to hill and all this. This is worshiping their idols. And the shepherds are the political shepherds and those who led them in, in a wrong way. And I, I've spoken a lot about this. Especially when we do our um, advocacy broadcast for the persecuted church. And you show me a nation that is having trouble and a people that are being oppressed you show me Christians that are being destroyed by the same people 
practically. For instance, in India, it's fellow Indians who are killing Christian Indians. In Pakistan, it's fellow Pakistanis who are killing Christians. In China, it is the Chinese government and the Chinese themselves who are persecuting Christians. In North Korea, it is the North Korean government and their army that are persecuting North Koreans. So whenever you look, and if you look at what's happening in America, duh. This comes under D-U-H, duh. Look at Biden. You want to know what's the matter with America today? The Democrats and Biden and their Marxist left-wing theology and what they're trying to do. That's what's the matter. How did we get here? Sin. Why did sin do it? We didn't repent. So God sends you trouble. He allows your enemies that are embedded in America. They're Americans, but they don't like the way it's going and they want socialism or some otherism. And they've had it with the patriots that are happy with America. And they had it with the Christians who happen to be patriots too. They've had it with everything except for what they say. Now everybody's woke and we have a lot of godlessness and just pure filth in America today and the people are happy it's like a hog in a wallow well the children of Israel they went from mountain to hill you know from idol to idol And he goes on to say, All that found them devoured them, and their adversaries said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Now that's literally, we can trace that to Sennacherib, who knew of the prophecies that Isaiah was speaking, that God was going to use the Assyrians. Now, see, it was Sennacherib's dad that carried away captive the northern tribes. Now, Sennacherib tried it, and he ended up dying, and his army destroyed. But you see, these people, the Gentile nations round the Jewish state, they, they knew what the prophets were. You didn't mess with a Jewish prophet. You know, there's a little saying, you fear God and the prophets. You didn't mess with the Jewish prophets. I mean, because those surrounding Israel knew. When Israel came out of Egypt, all of the Gentile nations feared Israel when they came out. They knew what the Lord God had done to Egypt. He did it before the entire world. So it's kind of a summary here about how Israel got this way. But the next thing it says is remove out of the midst of Babylon. 
and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the he-goats before the flocks. They're leading away. For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country. And they shall set themselves in array against her. From thence shall she be taken. Their arrows shall be of a mighty expert man, and none shall return in vain. In other words, this is a dangerous army. And so when America's looking around, and right now Pelosi's talking about going to Taiwan. Well, you see, under Trump, we didn't have the threats out of China. North Korea or Russia because Trump talked to him. Dealing with Russia, he simply told them if you there was something that he was going to do and he says don't do that. If you do that, I will raise Moscow to the ground. So he didn't do it. And of all the people that Russia banned from coming into their country, they didn't ban Trump. There was respect there. But see, for us today, if we go into Taiwan, China's saying, you will regret it. And China has the technology, the missiles, and the ships. They have, I don't know exactly if it's twice as many or three times as many, but there was an article the other day I happened to see and was talking about how many more that China's building of ships. So they definitely have something to war with. And while at the same time, Biden and his minions can't figure out how to get people to join their woke army. So America's at the weakest it's ever been. It's at the most ineffective it's ever been. You know, uh, Biden's approval ratings are the worst ever for a president from what I've seen. I mean, we are disrespected. Nobody fears us. Our borders overrun with foreigners. Nobody cares what our laws say. People in New York kill at will and nobody stops them. That's what happens when sin and rebellion take over a nation. And one day it will be finished. So when we talk about Babylon, when we talk about Cyrus... When we talk about these nations, the one that's doing the management of the nations is the governor of the nations, who is the Lord God. And when you are a people that don't fear God, that's a people that isn't going to live long. Because all the wicked... And the nations that forget God will be turned into hell. Now you can find that in scripture. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. You find it. 
So verse 2 of this, we're talking about Bel and Nebo. They stooped, they bowed down together, they could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. <laughs> you know, it reminds me so much of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. When they, you know, there's what, 150 prophets of Baal that Jezebel had? And they were calling upon their God to light a fire. And he just kept saying, well, maybe your God didn't hear. Yell louder. Dance some more. And then he prayed. And the fire licked up everything he put down there. He even put water on it. And it also got so hot it licked up all the prophets of Baal. Because you can't put abomination in the presence of the Lord. They will be destroyed. So the gods which are idols did not save anything. But see, the secret of it is, if you look back to America when she was great, after World War II, World War II was a moral war where we had to stop a guy from destroying the world. And we ended up having to fight Japan, too, and Italy. And it was a whole lot different back then. And even when I was raised, when you talk about the main time that people would watch their television, you would have on gospel singing. You would have on things that today people would laugh at. Because the people wanted to hear the gospel. They wanted to hear singing. Tennessee Ernie Ford was one of the biggest. There was also Andy Williams. There was a lot of others. But totally different than today. And now on the internet you got all kinds of filth. So the gods of Babylon weren't able to save Babylon. And so while Babylon is looking at this, you know, they had taken Judah captive. Their own idols couldn't deliver them, and they themselves have gone into captivity. And these things aren't going to get up and fight. These things are just worthless idols. And believe it or not, there are people that that's what they look at. 
I mean, even a lot of the radical Islamists, they may not have idols and images, but one of the things they're known for is making war. But one day, the warring that they're doing is not going to deliver them out of the hands of the Lord. These are vain, useless things. Psalm 49, 5 through 11, Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil? When the iniquity of my heels shall encompass me about. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. Now, that is a good psalm in this context. Because when you're talking of judgment, your money, and we'll find this, you know, You'll find this in the New Testament. James talks about it. Woe unto you, rich men. Weep and howl for the misery which is to come upon you. Your money, your technology. I have all the money in the world. Boy, I'll tell you, we've got a bunch of them. Soros has a lot of money that he uses to overthrow America. Klaus Schwab, of course he has money. The Rothschilds have tons of money. And and the list is long of people that have a ton of money. Gates, he can do anything he wants, buys up anything he wants. Because they're all certain That if trouble comes, if the end comes, their money, their wealth, everything they're doing, they'll be okay. But there is no man, no woman, there ain't nothing that's going to be saved by your wealth, by your riches. Nothing. You can't pay enough money. To redeem your brother, your sister, your mother, your wife. You can't redeem your nation that way either. Redemption today is through Yahshua who has already paid the price. And you have to believe, receive, and walk in the light as he is in the light. 1 John 1. You can't just get up and say, well, okay, I'm going to be okay. Well, you can say it, but that's a fool. Because the minute you're born, you're working towards the day when you're dying, when you're going to die, and you can't stop the process. So you better be prepared. And there's only one preparation, baby, and that's Yahshua, Jesus. Now we're in the Old Testament, a covenant time for Judah, and God is telling Judah. How it's going to go. He had. We've been studying Isaiah. Who's been telling him. And he told him ahead of time. Jeremiah. Was there at the beginning. And at the end. Verse 3. Hearken unto me O house of Jacob. And all the remnant of the house of Israel. And I like this one. Which are born by me from the belly. Which are carried from the womb. 
Now, both of this signifies the birth process. And God literally birthed Israel out of the loins of Abraham. And along the way, he had to do some stuff to save them, deliver them. And even when they finally got delivered from Egypt, there was trouble. When they got to Sinai, there was trouble. And they had to wander around the desert for 40 years. But he took care of them. They finally got into the promised land. And there was a time that Israel was at the zenith of nations, the top. Well respected. David was the warrior king. And he thoroughly defeated the enemies. Solomon was the royal, more of the royal figure. And his kingdom was beyond all. But towards the end of the kingdom, his heart fell away with the, away from the Lord because of his wives. And right after Solomon's reign, Israel was divided into two houses. The northern tribes, which was ten, and then he had Judah, which was two, two tribes. Plus the priests, which isn't a tribe, it's an office. Their duty was taking care of the tabernacle or the temple. He bore them from the very early stages. He knows where they came from. He witnessed everyone that got birthed. From Isaac all the way. He's seen it. He watched it. And he saw him grow. And even today, Israel, they're in the land. I mean, they're an ancient people, although not all Jews are real acceptable of their past, I suppose. Because you have a lot of secular Jews. But God has not given up on Israel. Paul says that in Romans 11. Verse 4, And even to your old age I am he, even to the whore hairs will I carry you. I've made, I will bear, I will carry, and will deliver you. And this is where we get this today. I have made you. I'm going to bear you because you can't bear yourself. I will carry you if I have to. I will make a way for you. I will deliver you. Now, see, I have made, I will bear, I will carry, and I will deliver you. And he says that 
clear to your old age, the real old age. And that's what he was going to do when he was, and what he did do when he brought him out of Babylon. He was going to bring them out. They didn't know how to get there. That's fine. God knows how to navigate. A lot of them had forgotten the law. That's okay. He had a priest standing by to teach them. They didn't have money. They didn't have clothes. They didn't have food. They didn't have nothing. And they were in prison until Cyrus came in who openly admitted that the Lord God of Israel had told him to do it. And Cyrus commanded him, go home to Jerusalem, rebuild it, rebuild the temple. I mean, you know, look at it this way. America gets destroyed. You think God's going to say, okay, go back and rebuild America? No, not likely. Because this place is going to turn into something that you're not going to like. It could repent because of the way God deals with nations. And you find some of those policies, those um, things in Jeremiah. Verse 5 says, To whom will you liken me, and make me equal, compare me, that we may be like? Now you see, God is not a man. Our God and Father is the Spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. When He talks about you being made in the image of God, you were made into a spirit. You are a spirit, a soul. And God formed your body to put you in. And so when you talk about a bunch of idols that are heavy, they look nice. I mean, you can put gold all over it, you know, dance around in front of it. You can you can work up a frenzy. Get a little bit of that fire water, alcohol. You can really whoop it up in a good old time. Drink enough of that stuff, you might even see your idols that can't walk get up wandering around. But after all of the frenzy, you know, and this is what, I mean, you look at the tribes, even the Indian tribes, they have all their own dances. For various reasons, they had a war dance as well. Tribes... Worldwide, Africa, 
You name it, they all had their ritual. They always had their gods that they called upon. Paul sums all this up in Romans 1. Now, Christian, you're living in the end of days. God isn't going to deliver you if you dig out your idol and decide, you know. He doesn't share space with other gods. The devil's lost. So if you're serving the devil, you don't have hope right now. Unless you repent. But God challenged, okay, you know, get your gods on the day of judgment. See if you can drag them up there. See if you can shout to the Lord God. On the day of judgment, you're going to be so frightened, you'll crawl on your face. God doesn't mess around. He has provided atonement and a way to get through. Now, in the Old Testament, right here that we're talking about, God has provided a way of deliverance for the children of Israel. And he's telling them, you need to pay attention. You need to understand these are idols. They are not gods like me. And we have covered that. And Isaiah went through this time and time again. How many times do you have to tell Israel or Judah not to do, serve the gods of the nations? But see, they're not the only ones that do this because the Gentiles are even worse. So to whom will you liken me, make me equal, compare me, that we may be alike. In other words, listen up. Obadiah 1.18 says, And the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. And the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them. And there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord hath spoken it. Because there were some of them that joined up with Babylon at the time to take down Judah and Jerusalem. And so at the same time, while Babylon perishes, the people of, you know, captivity, the Jews that are there, were saved. At the same time there's judgment, God saved his people out. There is some comparison. At the same time of the great tribulation, God will save his people. The believers in the end of days during the great tribulation. 
That's how it works. Did he destroy Noah? No. Did he destroy Lot? No. Did he forgive Nineveh? Yes. Why? Because they all repented. From everybody. I mean, even even the animals had sackcloth and couldn't eat or drink. Even the animals. We'd laugh in America. You want to know why America isn't going to make it? Because we don't want to repent. We're proud of our sins. We think we have science and everything. We can handle ourselves. God is not going to do anything. But there comes a time that you're wrong. And when you go through this and you look at it and think on it and pray on it, understand that when God begins judgment, this is not going to turn out well for the sinners. And if you're living in a nice house and you think everything's fine and dandy and you're never ever going to have trouble, when death comes in the form of judgment, nobody's going to be safe, especially the sinners. Because God's going to have the the ones in the city to come out. That's why the prophets are writing. Telling those to come out of, of her, my people. Mystery Babylon, within the first part of that, it says, come out of her, my people. So you don't partake of her sins and receive of her plagues. Come out of her. Now, you come out of her spiritually and physically in the aspect that you've repented and you don't do what they do. But you also take your two feet and pack a bag, take your family, and get out of there. It's everywhere. When you look in Scripture, that's what you see. And yes, there are those who will be martyred. But in the judgment of God, just like in the first part of Isaiah, God tells Isaiah to tell the people, tell the righteous it, righteous, it will be well with him. Tell the wicked, it shall be ill with him. Now that's about as clear as you can get. Now, if we're in Numbers 11 here, this is an interesting thought, and I wanted to put this in here. The Lord is saying, have I conceived all them, all this people? And, of course, you have Moses. He didn't conceive the people. He didn't big Adam. He couldn't control him. 
And so one thing good about Moses, he was a good intercessor. And he says, Have I begotten him that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom as a nursing father bears a sucking child under the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? No, it was up to the Lord. He used Moses. But you have a prophet, whether it's Moses, whether it's Isaiah, Jeremiah, or anybody. They are just part of the picture. Because it's God who does the work. And as we talk about him bringing them out, you know, Deuteronomy 32, 9 through 12 describes the fact that, uh, for instance, for the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land in the waste, howling desert. He led him about, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, flutters over her young and spreads abroad her wings, takes them and bears them on her wings. So the Lord did lead him and there was no strange God with him. See, this is how the Lord dealt with them. And dealing with Babylon is the same way. He is going to be concerned about them, make sure they get out of there and lead them. And of course we talk about today. And you you can see that and we're facing the great tribulation. <laughs> I mean this is you could really come up with some scenarios and say, there's no way you're going to get us out of there. Of course, we've broken all the rescues into pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib rapture. I don't get into all that. But that's really... what a person has to pay attention to is that God is doing the work. We're to stay away from idols and keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And so was Israel expected to do that. Father, thank you for your word. Bless those that hear it whenever they hear it. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay, here I am. We don't have long. Okay. Well, um, I'm glad the Lord is in charge, and I glad, I'm glad to know that we have the hope, and we can depend on that. We know, whereas with these fi- false idols and other gods, those people don't know. That's right. The peace. So good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Remember to pray for your brethren and pray for us. We pray for you as well and always hope the best for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay safe and look to him in all your ways. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to warn-usa.com, dana to next time. Shalom, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.